Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It is August the 10th, 2022. It's a week which in America there is, I wouldn't call it a celebration, um, remembrance in a way, perhaps also a kind of a form of mourning this week for the American retreat a year ago from Afghanistan. It's all about how you tell this story. You can, so to speak, skin the cat in lots of different ways. Um, Mostly people are looking back with a degree of regret and embarrassment. Peter Bergen um, of CNN suggests that the Afghan exit a year later, looks even worse than it did a year ago. Uh, David Petraeus, very influential American former general, believed that Afghanistan did not have to turn out this way, not Afghanistan itself, but of course the American retreat. Uh, Mostly, and this is a, a typical response, the US lost track of why it was in Afghanistan in the first place. It lost the plot. It lost the story. So what exactly is the story? Earlier this week, I did a interesting interview with a uh, very successful young author, Elliot Ackerman, novelist, also fought in the American uh, invasion of Afghanistan. Uh, he has a book, a new book out this week called The Fifth Act, America's End in Afghanistan, which treats um, American policy in Afghanistan as a series of acts in a symbolically Greek kind of way, looks at it from above. But there are other ways of thinking about America and Afghanistan, from the structural, from the political of of, of Ackerman. We're going to come down into the weeds, so to speak, and talk about the personal. My two guests on the show today, uh, one an Afghan, one an American soldier of friends, and uh, their new book, Always Faithful, a story of the war in Afghanistan, the fall of Kabul, and the unshakable bond between a Marine and an interpreter, tries to tell the story of the American invasion of Afghanistan and its retreat in a different kind of way. I'm thrilled that um, uh, both authors are joining me from uh, Midtown, New York. They're looking miserable. Hopefully, I can cheer the guys up a little bit. Um, uh, Thomas Schumann, uh, I'm going to call Major Tom because that's who you are. Uh, Major Tom, um, tell me a little bit about the thinking behind this book. Is it a book about Afghanistan? Is it a a book about friendship between men? Is it a book um, which tries to get beyond Afghanistan and America. It, 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 it's not a book about the invasion of Afghanistan. Uh, it is a book about Afghanistan, and but in a perspective that I think is unique to this book, where you have someone born there telling you about what it's like to grow up in that country, and and not just tell you about the war, but tell you about some of the beauty uh, of the country, not just not just the fighting, and and so. But ultimately, at its core, it's 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 a book about friendship. It's a book about promises. It's a book about family, um, and and and, a, and 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 to some degree, a, a homecoming. And so, uh, I, I, while the book addresses Afghanistan and addresses the war, it's it's not a 
critique uh, in the Ackerman sense of, of the war where, you know, we're very much at the tactical level, like you said, in the weeds and we're, we're I'm a lieutenant and I'm just got my bayonet fixed and clearing trenches. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a big, we wrestle with the purpose or the meaning at, at various points throughout the book, but we're, we're not trying to make some grand indictment of, of, of the strategy. But I think that's implicit in the book. Um, Zanola Zaki is the co-author. I'm going to call him Zach. Um, Zach, perhaps tell me the story of how you first met Tom and what kind of relationship you have with him and why that forms the foundation of this book. Uh the foundation of this book is uh, it shows the our culture, Afghani cultures, uh, uh, my life, my family, uh, where I grew up, and when I start job <laughs> with the U.S. troops and uh, our our friendship, our relationship, uh, our service to the both countries and. Uh, uh, uh for the peace of the world and uh, uh it, it show all these and uh, uh and it make me to go and join the the our partner u.s uh forces zach tell me a little bit about your life where were you born and um how did you end up in New York, in the, in this room with with Major Tom. Yeah, I uh, grew up in and uh, born in Afghanistan, Kunar Province, uh, Sarabagh City, and uh, what I make to come and uh, sit together with my brother Tom. It is a. Uh, the collapsing of our country, the fall of Kabul, and the 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 the, the, the fall of Kabul and uh, the the mission of Afghanistan and the two decades war, it's uh, bring me here, and that's why I'm here in New York right now. So you were uh, Zach. You were a a translator for the U.S. Army. Is that correct? That's how you met, Tom? Uh, uh, yes. yes. I was a, a translator and uh, with the U.S. Marines and also U.S. Army. Uh, I, I did uh, different places. Uh, my job as an interpreter uh, with the uh, with U.S. forces. Major Tom, uh, Zach called you a brother. The subtitle of your book is about an unshakable bond between a Marine and an interpreter. Do you remember the first time you met Zach? Yeah, I, I, it, I, I am a Marine like uh, Zach mentioned, and, and that's a distinction here that we hold dearly uh, in the U.S. And, and Zach, I, at, at that point of the deployment, the interpreters kept quitting because the, the risk was too high. We were in these minefields all day and everyone was losing their limbs and their legs. And most interpreters uh, were not interested in the risk assumed uh, with the patrols. And, and also I, I had some interpreters who didn't really 
speak English and also didn't speak the, the local dialect of Pashto. So Zach initially, what was great about him is that he speaks English well. He knew the culture well there. He's Pashto. Helmand province is Pashto. And so th there was some there was some immediate value added by having him on the team. Uh, quickly, it, it was evident that he was a lot more than just this transactional guy who did translation. He was a guy who was uh, fighting alongside us. He was a guy who was, uh, you know, stopping enemy ambushes. He was picking up weapons of the injured Marines and holding security. And so they went from him just being a, a guy who worked for the platoon to, to a guy who was part of the platoon. But the war was in part, and I mean, the war in, that you were involved with was a war against Afghanis too. So didn't that add to the complexity, Major Tom, given that he was a brother, but also an Afghani? Yeah, I, I think your general Afghan shares that same humanity and quality of, of people everywhere. And, and, and so, you know, whether it wasn't the, the religion wasn't what was important. It wasn't that the you're from this culture, I'm from this culture. It was that everybody at the end of the day is is trying to just have the basic needs, uh, security to be able to provide for the family. And that's that's the general you know, Afghan person as well. And so we, we recognize that there were some people that were there who really just wanted stability and security. We, and, and, and Zach and I were committed to trying to provide that for those people. And then, of course, there were some people who were, you know, Afghan, but Taliban. And, and, and you know, Zach can tell you about how the Taliban don't really represent the Afghan people better than I can. But I mean, they, they were uh, the Taliban. The, I mean, they're, they're not indicative of your your. Uh, average Afghan citizen who's actually a really kind of beautiful person. And so we were happy to fight them and happy to kill them when presented with the opportunity. Zach, perhaps you might talk a little bit about the Taliban and, and take up Major Tom's um, last comment about the Taliban not really being Afghani. Yeah, and uh, as we did a uh, job uh, in the field and which we saw uh, uh, here's a Taliban, but some of them uh, that was uh, not the Taliban. It was from different countries. They come to our country by the name of Taliban and they kill our people. They fight against it. Uh, our government, our forces, uh, like Afghani forces and also our partner, U.S. Uh, troops, the U.S. Marines, uh, U.S. Uh, Army, and the the real Taliban, they they did they didn't uh, fight fight in the villages because of the civilian, uh, the cause of the uh, innocent people, but the 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 insurgents from the different. Uh, places uh, like Pakistan, Iran, or Arab, uh, that's a different people. I don't know. We, as we saw uh, in the combat, uh, they had uh, uh, different countries, uh, weapons, different countries support. It was, uh, uh, to me, it was not only Taliban. We just uh, fight, fight with them. I was uh, 
terrorists and we were fight against terrorism. Zach, the book is called Always Faithful uh, and it's about this unshakable bond between you and Major Tom. Um, as I suggested in the introduction to the show today, there's a great deal of shame in America on lots of different levels about the American withdrawal. Um, as I said, some people believe that it was the worst incident perhaps in American, certainly 20th century American foreign policy, well, 21st century. Um, are you disappointed, not with Major Tom, but with the way in which the Americans got out of Afghanistan a year ago? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, disappointed because uh, uh, the sacrification and the sacrificing our our soldiers, our partners, the U.S. troops, and, and uh, the local people in that war uh, for 20 years, and it is uh, uh, it is just in the end, uh, same thing like it was before in 2001. Uh, that makes me disappointed. Uh, Major Tom, as I said, uh, the book is about this unbreakable friendship you have with Zach. But clearly, the American, broader American relationship with Afghanistan is not of this broader friendship. Are you disappointed? Are you shamed by the American behavior in withdrawing a year ago, really in a panic without taking any moral or other responsibility, allowing Afghanistan to fall back in the hands of the Taliban? There have been all sorts of headlines this week, one in The Guardian, for example, about how girls are punished now just for smiling. Yeah, I mean, I'm still active duty, so I'm going to uh, stay in my lane here in, in terms of, you know, the leadership, uh, the, the planning of the withdrawal and, and how that was executed is, is above my pay grade. Uh, what I can say is that we have to learn lessons from it. There have to be some lessons that we learn and, 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 and that we don't make those mistakes again. But in the midst of that, what you're calling shame, I'd like to highlight that there were some young men and women, Americans, who were holding the line in, in a sea of chaos in the midst of a, what, what could be called a, a spectacular failure. There were these young 18-year-olds uh, demonstrating that there really is no better friend than a United States Marine, and, and they held that line right there until the end, and they did everything that they could to, to keep a promise in, in amidst the hundreds of thousands of people pressing on those gates, you had young men and women who stood firm and, and did everything they could to, to keep that promise up until the very final moments of that war. Yeah, and I, and I want to be clear, I wasn't suggesting otherwise. Certainly there were examples of remarkable American heroism, but that perhaps underlines the broader issue of uh, senior politicians or generals making decisions which cast America in a bad light. Um, Major Tom, your your book is already being picked up um, by, uh, you, 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 you've become a bit of a media star and the book is already uh, being picked up um, by, uh, by, by different uh, Hollywood entities to turn it into a, a movie. 
Um, Hollywood comes calling, apparently. The, um, uh, you, you were on television this morning. Um, do you think that this story, which is a remarkable story and a very uplifting story, should this become the story of the American involvement in Afghanistan? Do we need a broader political message? Certainly, this is a book about friendship between men crossing religious and national boundaries. But if it just becomes another band of brothers meets Argo, becomes another Hollywood mega production, um, would that concern you? Is there going to be a need for some broader message in this? I mean, look, the, the collective reckoning of what Afghanistan means to to not only America, but but British and the many other NATO countries that were involved in that mission, I, I, I think um, we're going to have to figure that out. And I think we're still trying to figure out what 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 went wrong and, and what that all means. Uh, all I know is that um, I was called to go fight and I'm an infantry Marine. So I went and fought. And during that fighting, uh, I formed a friendship and I made some promises to my friend. And so uh, our book is not going to be just a band of brothers. Uh, our book is re really um, about a, a friendship and our families uh, over time and, and, and what it means to to keep your word to somebody. And, and this idea of, you know, the Marines have a motto, Semper Fidelis. Uh, and that, that means always faithful and, and to be always faithful doesn't mean just to be faithful when things are convenient uh, or when things are going well. It, it means that you are that you want to put the stress on the semper or the always and that that you keep that promise in any and all circumstances. And that's kind of what uh, we want to emphasize. Uh, Zach, as I said uh, to Tom, this is likely to become quite a prominent movie. Uh, the Saving Private Ryan writer is going to write the um, write the movie script. I mean, you've, you've already put your ideas down in the book itself, um, Always Faithful. But if it's made into a movie, what would you like to see highlighted? What, what, what would be a film that reflects what you wanted with this book? Yeah, as I told before, uh, it is uh, the book, uh, our friendship, our service, our cultures, uh, my life, my personal life in it. And uh, we just uh, introduce ourselves to the society, uh, to Afghans and also the U.S. Uh, people the United States nation national of United States, so they they just uh, uh, know how how people just uh, uh, treating each other, how people help each other, uh, the religion, the 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 countries. Uh, it's just not important. Uh, the humanity is uh, very important. Uh, you know, we are Sam Homian. Uh, we have to. Uh, hook up each other and help help each other, and live in uh, a society like our brothers or our friends, and take take care of and uh, care of each other. Zach, uh, we did a show a few weeks ago with another scholar on the um, 
Russian invasion, the Soviet invasion of, of Afghanistan. I don't suppose you remember that. We called the the issue first as tragedy, then as farce. In your sense, is there a big difference between the Soviet and the American invasions of Afghanistan? I don't know about the, the, the Soviet invasion because uh, I was, I, I think when they gone, I just uh, burned and my province and I didn't remember, but I just uh, studied the history, uh, uh, which uh, uh, I learned uh, the Soviet invasions uh, when they uh, come to Afghanistan and uh, they, they, they make more casualties and uh, destroy uh, our country uh like uh, the people was not happy about that but when the americans come uh you know that's a war between uh, uh, uh a lot of terrorist groups in afghanistan and uh, uh u.s military and afghan military uh but uh which uh, I learned from the U.S. Uh, invasion. Uh, we work together and we hope for a brighter, brighter Afghanistan, for the brighter future of Afghanistan. We try our best. The U.S. Uh, uh, made a school for our kids, for our girls, and uh, they make new hospitals, roads, everything. But uh, I don't know why it's uh, just collapsed and everything is just uh, the sacrifice and everything is just gone. Uh, that's uh, the question uh, which uh, refers to the, the, the senior uh, section of that mission and that uh, uh, invasion. Uh, Major Tom, we've done many shows, not just Elliot, Ackerman, many shows with former U.S. servicemen in Afghanistan. One before the withdrawal with uh, Gus Biggio, wrote a book called The Wolves of Helmand. His memories of Afghanistan are very sympathetic of a beautiful uh, people, of people who have been suffering for many generations. What's your, what are your memories, uh, aside from Zach, of of, of Afghanistan, what particularly sticks in your mind about your experiences in the country? Yeah, again, I think that's what makes this book unique is that you don't have an American telling you what Afghanistan is like or the Afghan people are like. You, you've got it right there in its own voice, original voice. You've got someone telling you what their culture is like rather than, uh, you know, I spent 17 months there. Uh, I'm not to, to make a sweeping assessment of of the people or the culture when, when in a place that you've spent uh, 17 months of your 36 years of life, it's, you know, Zach has been there uh, his whole life. And what, what are, what are my, uh, I, I met people like Zach in Afghanistan and he's a great person, maybe one of the best people I've ever met, you know? And, and so when, when you say, what, what do you remember of Afghanistan? I, I remember meeting uh, some truly incredible human beings. I also remember uh, picking up body parts of my Marines. I also remember 
uh, young young kids, young Marines, 18 years old, running across minefields and, and having their heads blown off. I also remember families of Taliban fighters where we would kill their father in, in the fighting and we'd go into the compound and there'd be screaming and crying. And, and so it is really, truly um, little glimpses of heaven and hell and 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 you see the waste and the carnage uh but then you see the most beautiful parts of humanity all all play out and sometimes uh play out all within a very short time frame of of, of one another and so um that's that's what uh those are my recollections you of course have as you suggest very different background from zach and he in your book um always faithful talks about a, a Afga- life in Afghanistan from the point of view of someone who grew up and lived there. But also in an odd way, you guys, Major Tom, have quite a lot in common. Some of the marketing of the book suggests there was almost an inevitability about you coming together. Uh, you come from different cultures, you're of different religions and so on and so forth. But what, what do you guys have in common? Yeah, we're, we're, we're people who answer a call. And we're, we're people who who don't pass that responsibility on to somebody else. And and when something needs to be done, uh, we don't say somebody should do that. Uh, we do that thing. And 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 we're also people who are deeply uh, formed uh, by our, our our family and our on our friends. And so he and I would not be here today without our families, uh, without our mothers, without without. Uh, those relationships that have supported us along the way. And so we were operating on parallel tracks, uh, although very different, but a a lot of the shared values. And and so, you know, we did intersect due to a tragedy. And um, but I I think we both were men who've been called to serve. And and, and now we're serving our families and now we're leading our families and we're serving our communities. And and we'll always find a way to, to, to contribute and to be as useful as we can be, wherever that, that may be. Zach and his family are now in uh, Texas, and I want to talk about that. Uh, did you, and there's been a lot of controversy about the way in which, at least in the media, some people believe that um, Americans let down people like Zach, who had helped the Americans when they were there, and then they left and they were left in Afghanistan. What role did you play, Major Tom, in helping Zach and his family come to America? Uh, I'd say a small one in that um, I put out a call to call for help when when Zach, when the announcement was made that we're leaving Afghanistan, I asked Zach what was the implication and he said that his family was going to be killed. So I made an appeal on social media and I said, my friend Zach has served with the US admirably and, and put his life in risk for this country and has been persecuted for over a decade for his service to this country. And we have submitted for his visa, which he has earned, uh, and it hasn't been awarded. Can anybody help? And uh, there was an immense amount of people who rallied to that call, uh, bipartisan support, both parties, the media, people in the highest positions of government all wanted to support his case. Uh, and so there was a lot of very well-intentioned and genuine uh, energy behind um, Zach. It, it was simply the, the, the bureaucracy and the red tape of the actual process was uh, insurmountable. And so 
it, it came down to some human intervention and some personal friendships of mine that 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 made the connection that got Zach and his family out. Zach, now you, you and your family are in San Antonio in, in Texas. Is that correct? Yes, sir. It is correct. And what's it what what is life like down there? We did actually, as it happens, a show with a uh, a, a Sikh uh, writer, Simranjit Singh, uh, about life growing up in San Antonio. He experienced quite a lot of animosity and hostility, particularly after 9-11. Have you been welcomed in San Antonio? You know, again, Texas is a, is a controversial state on lots of fronts, particularly when it comes to immigration. Uh, the... When, I, when we come to the United States, we just assigned it to uh, Minnesota. Uh, and then uh, uh, that's why I chose the, uh, San Antonio because uh, we had some family members, my cousin in there, and also uh, we have uh, our uh, villagers uh, from my province and a uh, uh, couple cousins and that's why I chose to go to San Antonio. And also we have about 400 families in San Antonio. They have their own uh, society and uh, 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 the people around us is very good. They treat us good and we just uh, do our n normal life and go to my job. And I have a job as a, a, a construction company, I work as a, uh, facility uh, uh, labor and uh, I'm just uh, working for my family and uh, just uh, normal life is going on in San Antonio and we just uh, uh, the Afghan people we just uh, see each other help each other and just carry each other and uh, also our uh, another uh, uh, neighborhood is American and Mexican and all that's all good, threatening us good and we go in each other's house and that's good, uh, good and I'm very happy to live in San Antonio. Yeah, we did a show, as I said, on the Texas creation myth and the story of the Alamo. Do you feel in an odd way in Texas, in, in a place like San Antonio, do you feel more at home there perhaps than where you're talking to me from, from Midtown in New York City, near Times Square. I assume it's more like Afghanistan than New York City. Uh, uh, San Antonio, this is a, uh, we have a province uh, next to our province in Afghanistan. It's uh, called Jalalabad. Jalalabad city, it is same like San Antonio, hot and uh, uh, like Sam Wither, which is in San Antonio. That's, uh, uh, and we had, uh, the say, we had a family member. That's why I chose it. And also, uh, the view and the, the, the history of San Antonio is very good. They have uh, very, uh, uh, famous places and, uh, a museum and a seaward and, that's a, we saw some of the parks and uh, museums. That's very nice. Uh, that's why I like it to go there and stay there. 
Uh, Major Tom, we've done a number of cases on immigration in America. We did one, for example, with Levi Vonk, who put forward the moral case for demilitarizing the southern border. He has a new book out, Border Hacker. Has your upfront experience with Zach and the struggles of bringing in an Afghan friend to America, I'm not sure how you think about immigration, but is it a, a story that's made you rethink or should make us rethink the struggles of all immigrants to America? After all, everyone has a story, maybe not quite as heroic as Zach's, but everyone has a story of why they want to come to America. Yeah, I, you know, I flew in a couple of days ago to New York and flew over the, the Statue of Liberty. And, and this is still a country where, where those who are weary can come and, and create a new life. And those who didn't have opportunities where they are from can come and, and, and build a beautiful life here. And this is still a country worth believing in. It's still a country worth fighting for. And, and you have to look past the headlines and you just have to get out there and meet Americans and you have to meet people like Zach who are making this country uh, what it is. And, and, and the story of the immigrant is, you know, Zach works at a cancer hospital hanging drywall. He works six days a week, 12 hours a day. And, and that's to me what what immigrants do generally when they come here is, is they, they take the jobs that no one else wants and they, and they work hard and to, to build their communities and, and to provide for their families. And, I, and, and to me, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Zach, you look a little serious to me. Are you having any fun here? I mean, obviously you have a lot of responsibility. You've got your family. It's been a struggle to get here, but are you enjoying life in America? Do you watch television? Do you go to sports games? Do you go to bars? uh yeah i really enjoyed uh the life this is uh more comfortable than afghanistan uh and as i say we have a lot of relatives there in back in san antonio and this year my son gonna go to school and uh we we doing like uh our afghan culture uh celebrating uh like in august uh, we had a our flag day, uh, Afghan flag day, we celebrate that and uh, this is very good and the responsibility everyone has, like if somebody has family, kids and children, uh, they have to have uh, uh, get uh, uh, the responsibility, accept everything and work hard and uh, that's we ready to do uh, the work we need to done. Zach, I'm not American, but if I was, I'd, you make me proud to be American. You're certainly a very good story of the inc potential inclusiveness of America. Final question for Major Tom. Um, I keep on referring to Major Tom, of course. There's the great David Bowie song, um, and you're perhaps a, a contemporary version of Major Tom, a man who got above the earth, who fought for justice. Um, there's a Great movie, Major Tom, by the Japanese filmmaker uh, Akira Kurosawa. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called Rashomon, which is a movie about telling the story of a murder from many different perspectives, um, some more convincing than others. Final question for you. How do you think we need to remember this American tragedy in Afghanistan? You've remembered it in a very personal way in your relationship with Zaki, always faithful. But in a broader sense, what would you like Zach's kids to know about 
the American adventure or perhaps misadventure in Afghanistan? I think we have to collectively uh, as a country just be cognizant of the weight and the responsibility uh, of what we, where we apply our military. And I, I personally, you know, have a calling to be a warrior. And I found that many of my most purposeful and meaningful days were under fire. Um, also my worst days of my life were under, under fire. And, and that all of this comes with an immense human cost. It comes with an actual monetary cost, but the human cost of, of young men's potential is, is something that we should not take lightly and we should invest only when absolutely necessary. And so uh, I hope that this, this story of adventure or misadventure um, points us towards peace. I hope that we remember that, that, that peace is always uh, preferable to, to, to war and that uh, whatever we do, we've got to find a way to, to resolve these differences uh, diplomatically than uh, through uh, a bayonet or at the end of a gun because uh, you can always print more money uh, you can't you can't re replace that 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 potential that human potential that that I I saw um, sacrifice on the battlefield.